0: When
1: some people are tossing their high strangeness salads, they go for Skinwalker Blue Cheese, Skinwalker Balsamic Vinaigrette, or even Skinwalker Caesar. But Steve and Joey, they know that only one secret sauce will satiate their paranormal cravings. They're hungry for Skinwalker Wage. Today, they're chowned down on a deviled ham salad from the Betty Crocker Cookbook circa 1958 with mix-ins like extra crispy Eric Bard neck skin just for man beard dye and big, wet, dangerous holes, all over the side of Season 2, Episode 7 of The secret the
0: Rock Ranch. Can't you dig it? Oh, and they can dig it. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, as the, as the
1: ex-convict guy, who I can't remember the character's name in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, says at the end of the movie... You can gotcha. dig my hole.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I like when you fuck
0: me, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, in this I'll rating. take some more wine, man, in the toilet.
1: Uh, Tim, are we sure we don't need an X rating for him <laughs> fucking me on camera?
0: Oh, uh, no, no,
1: no. I promise.
0: It's
1: uh... <laughs> my Tim Burton
0: impression. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, come a little Lee, come a home. <laughs> come this hiney home. Yeah. <laughs> Coming as his honey hole, make a make a lick a hey, hi, make a honey hole, make a, I'm a lick. To fuck a... my here, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Mind if I walk? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Some of course. Corn, uh, uh, <laughs> of course, organizations like Nambler around the world uh, celebrate the love between a young boy and a man. And... <laughs> <laughs> Some yeah, I'm, of fun. I'm trying to avoid the cops though here with this, Wilson and Jill from finding. Out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my son's also also goth. <laughs> And that's when I have the most problems. With.
1: God, that was a, a very. I mean, that show was never. I liked that watching that show, but it was never great. But that whole that whole uh, whole sub plot with uh, yeah, whatever that was. It Mark yeah, Mark the youngest kid going goth, and then he had the the friend that never talked, who was just like his extra goth friend with him mm-hmm. all the time. Was uh, quite late. It was it was you know like always. It was like seven years too late from. Uh, that even that was like already mainstream and therefore played out you know kind of thing like oh people are gone they're they're parking lot kids or whatever so uh welcome to a semi-classic monday night record we are not doing twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens tonight uh we are recording virtually but uh had a lot of stuff going on but uh, we are here we are questionably straight so Hmm. yeah Hey, it's June, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, it sounded like you said Jew, baby, but I know <laughs> that's not what you said. You said it's June.
0: Well, a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, hey, that's pretty much what yeah. Christianity is about, right? Right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Jew, <laughs> hey,
0: it's Jewel, baby. Hey, it's baby. Gotta love it. Pump it um, up. Oh, I had quite the crush on Jewel when she was. Living first.
1: in her car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't even know she was a musician. I just, uh, you know, paid for it, got it, and yeah. Walked away, but she <laughs> she told me I could never fall in love with her snaggle teeth, but I yeah. gave her character. Um, yeah, if you like our show and like our content, you can support us at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, where you get two exclusive podcasts every month for only the $5 tier or higher. You can also get cool cans, pretty cool cans, disc golf disc uh, probing ancient aliens, merchandise, uh, meaning mostly apparel from uh, Black Hole Supply company.com, all of that merchandise well not the just the disc golf disc but the uh, the clothing has exclusive art from our friends see on it um, we have a little segment here called reaching for the stars where we ask you to little the little pro out there to give us five star ratings on your podcast service of choice but uh, Spotify Apple Podcasts and I guess Amazon Music I don't know if they have star ratings yet right uh, I don't think they do, but, uh, yeah, give us a five star rating and we'll read your review on the air and give us, give, give us a shout out because you're giving us a shout out. This one is just simply titled, Hey, five stars. Hey, hope it goes through from June three, your junior, uh, podcast United States. And that's great. That's all you guys have to, you don't have to write Jack shit. Just give us those five stars to boost our algorithmic value to Steve Jobs's ghost See. Who does control everything? The media, well, basically, Palpatine style in um, right uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right. So, spoiler alert for a movie that he's undead. Yes, <laughs> uh, he's a cyborg. I mean, it's just the fucking answer to everything in Star Wars. <laughs> right. There, there are many times where I'm like, who cares if someone gets their fucking limb cut off or gets hurt? They're just gonna they just put a robot part in it, and they're, right. they're completely just as they were before. Yeah. I'll just jam a
0: robot part in (laughs) it.
1: Um, yes. So for the news today, I found an interesting story. I didn't find it. I found it by looking at, uh, Greg Newkirk's Twitter, which usually pushes push notifications to me when he shares things. And this is a, um, please tell me to close it. Uh, a a Forbes.com article, uh, which remember when Steve Forbes ran for president, <laughs> like back in the 90s? And then he was kind of like, he was like on SNL multiple times and like he was a little, little, uh, kind of like Ross Perot. I mean, not as gnarly as Ross Perot, but he was much dorkier. He was like a young, um, like a young Stephen Forbes, I think. No, he was, uh, just kind of like a nerdy dad kind of dude. Like like mm-hmm. you would think he would be like the head of IT somewhere if he wasn't uh a financial dude, but uh anyway. Um but yeah Forbes magazine has an article that says New psychological research says paranormal experiences are the norm, not the exception. And not Norm McDonald because he is dead, but that would be right. a normal experience. Correct. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is in their, their psychology beat. Um, and uh, long story short, there was a five-year study uh, published in Spirituality in Clinical Practice, which is, I guess, a scientific journal, and uh, explains that an individual experiencing hauntings and ghostly experiences may have, quote, haunted people syndrome. Um, and, and the whole story, they wrote a book about it called Ghosted um so maybe this is one of those articles that's more to like was paid to promote this book <laughs> in there but uh, on the side but um uh their primary goal was to use research to build a better understanding of hauntings and related paranormal phenomena and haunted people syndrome is a theory so like real quick the the features of the theory are the meaning uh, Number one, the meaning-making or narrative created around haunting experiences is influenced by personal backgrounds, beliefs, and personality characteristics. Number two, anxiety and distress regarding hauntings are a function of the nature, closeness, and spontaneity of anomalous experiences. Number three, distress and unease make anomalous experiences more likely to occur. And number four, anomalous experiences tend to be contagious, i.e. anomalous experiences can spread to others. Uh, and so they're kind of, it's really interesting. They're kind of a, all of that is like basically, uh, I'm not saying proof. I'm saying a scientific proof, like a math proof, right? Like they, they, at least for what they were studying, they're basically proving what John Keel and Greg Bishop and Jack Vela, you know, Jack Vela, Vallée- like that, that there is a, uh, a psychic connection between paranormal phenomena and, us, right? Like that we, inf- it influences us and we influence it, mm-hmm. creating that kind of uh, feedback loop. Or like Greg Bishop says, uh, who he was featured heavily in the our most recent patron episode where we uh, kind of reviewed, uh, review discussed Mirage Man, the 2013 documentary. Right. He calls it the co-creation theory. Um, but uh, and again, if you're new to the show, that's just like, it's not my theory. It's a billion. I mean, this is like fucking John Keel and Valet and Even Charles Fort back in the day and Carl Jung were saying the same kind of same thing that there might be an intelligence out there, but that intelligence is taking advantage of what is in our consciousness to manifest itself in various ways. So uh, which is, again, simple. There's a billion examples of this, but the most prevalent one is ask yourself why UFOs have changed from why have UFOs reflected pop culture UFOs?
0: every couple decades and changed over time, right? So uh, just ask yourself. Right. I, not that in pop culture, but correct. that what people see then pop culture makes and then pop culture also future looks, right? Like, oh, it's not really these types of goofy ships. It's more just pure cylinders. And, you know, as science fiction and science fiction art progressed, right? Right. We're now also and seeing those. Is what
1: people... Right what people experience as
0: UFO right. encounters. Right. That's just one
1: example. So, um, and even back in the, the late 1800s before like dirigibles, before air, you know, blimps like airships even really existed. Uh, they had, they had been glimpsed at it, like the world's fair. So there'd probably been pictures of them or they were in, uh, the literature, like the fiction of the time,
0: like Jules Verne kind of shit. Well, even if you go ancient a- astronaut, theory, right, like, are they why were they flames and dragon esque and exactly yes. know, more physical, like uh, animals? That sounds right? like a good Asian porn star name, is, is
1: dragon esque. <laughs> hey, yeah. welcome. Um, uh, <laughs> welcome, hey guys.
0: <laughs> uh, no,
1: but you're absolutely right, yeah, because the the first dirigible wasn't built until like 1903 or I mean, whatever, don't quote me on the year, but it was, it well, was, well, and even
0: uh, what's it called? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci he Yes, you know there's ideas of what they could be
1: exactly yes right. and and that's and that's the point is that but then people people were reporting seeing them in the sky and yet the first one had not been actually like hadn't been wouldn't what
0: is wasn't going first to be person like of this years. dimension in time
1: right like it, like that the first dirigible reported being built wasn't for like 13 years after the first reported sighting of them in the air right so uh exact same kind of thing. But yeah, it was super interesting. But that's a Forbes article by uh what is their name? Uh by Mark
0: Travers, if you guys want to read that. But um Which I gotta find it and I can't remember. I feel like I was watching a thing about it, but there's like massive um conspiracy and controversy with the Smithsonian
1: mm-hmm. and yes. who they yeah, yeah. give
0: credit to and all that stuff. So like the Wright brothers apparently weren't the first ones to fly um and it was even documented that they weren't the first but it like the Smithsonian's wanted it to be them for some reason exactly or least said it was so then it became true right you know over time uh history kind of evolved so I there's think just there some big cover too, up
1: where like the per- the first person to successfully do that was like not a classic white guy or or mm-hmm. a Jewish or something so okay. like
0: that was part of the conspiracy too yeah but... the, yeah we, we should probably look that up and that could be something interesting to watch of just you know, it came yeah, exactly. from, or you know, what is the controversy behind the Smithsonian and right, how it right. runs? Yeah, because the
1: Smithsonian is, as the cliche of you know, uh, the victors you know write the h- control right right you kind of think it's like, oh, the Smithsonian's are. Um, are they, did they start, they're an America, like purely American, right? They
0: never were like British that came out. I over. have no idea. Yeah. Because there's, there's a good series on history channel, which I think I did finish, but I recommend watching it's called, called the men. Indians? Yeah. Call, yeah. <laughs> and then there's a podcast about, <laughs> yeah. um, it's called, uh, men who made America. Oh, I think it's like. That. They've done several iterations, I think, since. Yeah, but um, the first one was like you know all the oil and steel tycoons and how they like battled each other and evolved over the years, and then it's mm-hmm. like all those names and families are the ones who, you know, classically now have all the Old museums power. and all the things in their names and started all the foundations, right?
1: And that's and that goes and right along then with run. with all the penny royal shit, which is like all of the all of the the original, um, well. At the post gold rush, like all of the, you know, post civil war and early 1900s, big money families were all the ones that were building the roads across the country. And they all had occult um, uh, uh, ties. They were Masons. They were theosophists. They were thelemites. They were all, you know, all these different. And so they were all in these weird, uh, you know, some of them straight-up cults, but other ones just these alternate religions, right, to the to the basic Abrahamic religions. And because uh, Freemasonry obviously goes pretty deep and has weird connections with all that shit. But, but yeah, just, again, same kind of shit where it was just kind of, you know, white European descended folk <laughs> that uh, were doing all that shit and also keeping other people down because right, of it right. too. You know, because it's, it's like with... If
0: they're going to be up, someone's
1: got to be down. Exactly, yeah, because with... Um, uh with progress creates creates the occult reaction against lots of technological progress, but it's exactly the same thing that Trump was was throwing out with like, you know, with the whole traditionalist kind of movement of like right. oh we gotta go back to when America was was great, you know, and it's like, well yeah, it was always great for dudes like you. You know,
0: right, right, right. <laughs> well, and yeah. yeah, it was only and it was oh. only great for a small percent. And it's still great for that probably similar small percent. Exactly, but yeah. again, they like to sell the idea that anyone could have had that exactly um, just like in midnight in Paris <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, it's
1: super cool that like like the the news story that Newkirk shared, which he, all he wrote was well duh like you know when he shared the uh, the article but uh that kind of news story twenty years ago would have been in the National Enquirer and not on Forbes right right like on Forbes magazine so very interesting times and the again i'm always bringing up roll because they're just like it starts to apply to everything because they're talking about the systems behind how reality tends seems to work right and uh second order cybernetics and all that shit and so um it's they're they're also they're talking about this this time right now that that like the trumps and the traditionalist stuff they're, they're in their kind of death throes and that's why they're so loud and obnoxious right now. Cause they're, they're seeing their end and they're pissed off about it. Right. And that happens in cycles every so many generations, but that there's a reenchantment of society going on like a reenchantment of Western society going on right, right now. Uh, and that we obviously lost a lot during the enlightenment and things like that. So, um, very interesting. Cause I mean, obviously it's like even just the, the dumb examples of like, Oh, you know, four out of 10 people actually kind of believe horoscopes, right? Like that was, that's actually kind of accepted now. Whereas 20, 30 years ago, you were a new age hippie dippy person. You know what I mean? Like, but you can right. just kind of normal and still think about your horoscope and it's more accepted. So, um, that's what, uh, those are my pronouns. hippy dippy
0: whipple tipple. Yes.
1: Um, I am going to make right a great wrong if my fucking internet works on my computer, which it's not. That's great. That's really wonderful. Uh, Oh, I think it is. Uh, But no, I wanted to catch up super quick with um, our newest patrons because I've missed a couple. So... um, i i don't think i ever mentioned uh uh <laughs> a uh patron named gary who was a one dollar ah. and that's probably why i just missed missed it but uh luke Pollard he joined in may i might have called him out and i think he joined before but he just upped his pledge to 20 20- Pounds, which I think is the Galactic Daddy conversion. Oh, that's a big weight. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and then I mentioned this person last week, uh, Ong Lu, and they are new uh Canadian seven dollar tier, which I think is the equivalent of a five dollar tier. And then I did shut out because she's my sister, uh Ashley is back on the menu, but no, she's mm-hmm. married. Please be kind to her. But if you want to talk to uh one of my family members and you're not already Bo Bandy talking to my older sister Laura, <laughs> uh, Then you can talk to Ashley on the old Patreon boards. Um, And uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Ong and Luke, because Luke raised himself to Galactic daddy status. And Ong, I never gave the chance to ask, how you doing, Steve? How you doing, Joey? I'm doing
0: okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm trying to think what even happened. Oh, yeah, this weekend... What was Friday? Oh, yeah. Hung out with uh, friends, Katie and Jake. That was quite nice. Went out to a little Mexican restaurant. Um, Saturday, did some chores around here, and then we went to a Sad Brad's Going Away party. Which Mexican restaurant did you go to? Um, I can't remember. Okay. It was a place in Rancho Santa Margarita. Oh, boy. Uh, quite I mean, place. for us, it's only 15 yeah. minutes away. <laughs> At Uh, least Coder to Casa, for Christ's sake. Right, exactly. Deep in there. Um, But I mean, it's like a nicer one. So they have like the steaks and all that fun stuff. Um, Yeah. And then Saturday after uh, Brad's thing, because we got there a little later and then I think we were all there for an hour and you guys were there a little longer and then everyone bailed. So we're like, we don't know anyone else. We're going (laughs) to go.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, we were Uh, there. Which
0: is totally fine.
1: An hour and a half total, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which was good. I mean it's again it was just an open house to kinda say goodbye and not really get too wild. Um, old Brad is moving to Idaho. Exactly. But he's still gonna maintain his business down here.
1: After he after he got us our new house that
0: we moved into, he just yeah. couldn't say California. Anymore. I hate you Californians. Oh <laughs> F the O C. Um I'm closing down Lucies. He said Super <laughs> bomb. You're first in the neighborhood. He's yeah. like,
1: yeah, hey, but they're closing down Lucci's.
0: Zumi's dry docks next. Yeah. <laughs> um, Never close. It's gone. Uh, and then we went to San Juan Capistrano for a little dinner um, down to the train tracks there, which are haunted. Oh, that's right. Which, yeah, we should do one of those tours down there again because um, it was fun. It, it's they, the, they the same OC Ghosts and Legends people, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a rival group there, too, last time we did it. Um, you fat which fat. had like, a lurch type person. Oh my god! Um, I don't know, it was just some big tall <laughs> had a weirdo condition,
1: guy. or they were in character. Uh,
0: he was in character. No, oh. no, no. He just looked like a tall, bald weirdo guy. I think. Oh, um god. but then the people running it. I think one of them was at the David Omen house.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because again, it was the same crew, right? So I think it was only. I think it was like the guy, and then someone else was there too. But I think she was different. I thing that was a couple years ago now but i'm sure those are back open and again it's open air and yeah fun stuff and good walking so i know right because again i was getting jazzed up right before
1: the pandemic like yeah let's continue to do like right like a few things a quarter or something like once a right, month right. let do something uh, out in the field, right? Do some fielding,
0: exactly, exactly. But not where people pick up your property off the ground, right? Then. And then yell at you for being white trash. <laughs> but they're the white trash. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's like a there's a bunch of restaurants and stuff. So there's a little winery down there that also has you know full dinner and appetizers. So we kind of never
1: been to any of those because like the, the whenever I do go on the train, we all you know we stop at that stop, and I'm like, oh, this looks fun. Like, but I never think to hang Get out, out down there
0: yeah. like docent brewing is down there and like some other you know shit. Well, and the the michelin star rated heritage barbecue is in that yes. same parking lot i was just uh, telling
1: sarah i was like we should we should bite the bullet and go because it's like you know a fucking two to four hour wait apparently or
0: something well, i think you have to go early because they sell out exactly yeah so i think it's like a mo- more of a even though it's barbecue i think it's more of a morning time yeah yeah, it activity. seems like people end up doing,
1: like, just a gnarly brunch there, basically. Right,
0: like, you get there at, like, 10 and wait, and then, yeah, go from there. Uh, but Colin went, so you can ask him what oh, his, that's right. yeah, his yeah. situation was. Um, but, yeah, so we just, yeah, walked around. It's super nice down there. And then, yeah, had some wine and and some dinner and headed back. And then Sunday... What did we, oh yeah, we did a big uh, beach day. So down, down there at Crystal Cove, and uh, walking around, and then set up the old umbrella, took a dip in the old salt water. Uh, so yeah, just kind of hung out, and then worked all day today. But you were off.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, our company has Juneteenth off, um, which it's uh, obviously worth worth having off. But um, it was. Uh, Yeah. Yesterday was a longer day than anticipated. So, right. Yesterday Uh, means Sunday. Yes. But, uh, so I was glad I didn't have to work today. But, um, now, quick question. Have you, are you bringing your fucking board and wetsuit and shit on
0: these beach? You go to the beach a lot, but I don't hear you're shredding any gnar. No. So, Crystal Cove isn't like you can surf there, but I don't. It's just too rocky and the waves are shitty. So, usually we'll just kind of like do it as a nice you know, beach walk, like a hike almost. So when we do the long one in the morning, yeah, we'll get all of our 10,000 steps in. So that's five right. miles Um just walking down and back and around. Cause they have a path up on the bluff and then they have right, the, right. the beach and then they have the rush. They have two rest. So the restaurant on the sand. So if we do it in the evening, sometimes we'll go down and walk and then get, yeah, like, dinner at the bar, which is right on the sand on the beach, Uh, not the actual restaurant part and just have some drinks and, and the appetizers are super good. So we'll just get like four appetizers. there's like steak skewers, Spragginator restaurant where we sell the Uh, And then above that's the Shake Shack, which like the chain shake. No, 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 no. It's just called the Shake Shack. It's been that forever. (laughs) Oh, Wait, like 50 plus years, probably. Okay. Um, and at one point, Ruby's owned it, and then it kind of went back to just the Shake Shack. So it was just like a burger spot. Here, okay. Uh, and then if we do that walk in the morning, sometimes we'll eat there because they have good breakfast sandwiches. Right, and the good. shakes are pretty good too. I was gonna say you get a full breakfast shake as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. yeah, that. Well, yeah. yeah, if you go in the afternoon evening, it's such a tiny parking lot right off the PCH there. So that's a big coastal highway for everyone not around here. But like, there's probably like 20 spots, so it just backed up traffic. Because people are waiting to park to get their shake. Right, right. Or they're just mm. parking back to the future fifties style where you exactly. make out with your with your heteronormative partner. Right, and get ripped out of the car. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> nerd who doesn't deserve Lorraine
1: Baines McFly Right. Like I Get your do. goddamn hands <laughs> off her. <laughs> um him. he traveled back to help his younger self as his older
0: self. Right. Get your guy. be more respect. <laughs> <laughs> just when he just, because it's just that cane breaking off. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, oh.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It's such a unique, mm. he has such a unique delivery of that. Cause he's trying to sound old, but then is still young. So yeah. it's still just that like, trying you know, to be an old guy. But then we'll moan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Um oh god! I wonder if he tried to replicate how he fell. Like if that's like a, an Easter egg. Like when he got punched in the car, and kind of like spins over and slides. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if like that because he kind of like falls into the car and turns around right, right, but, right, right, and
1: slides down right.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. and then sometimes you like get like at breakfast at con, and
1: You should pay him and say, "Hey, I'll give you five bucks to do the fucking yeah. spin take the punch just the spin thing. and slide." Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he took that the wrong way. <laughs> I was supposed to just fake punch him. <laughs> <laughs> Biff's my daddy now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then sometimes we'll go to Laguna, and there's some good breakfast spots down there, too. There's uh,
1: that place, what was it, Casa or Cafe Zimbabwe or something's down there? I went once.
0: Uh, Herney, yeah, used to shoot photographs yeah. down That's there. Right. And then Las Brisas is like the famous on the Over-priced. bluff um, brunch spot. But we Over-priced. don't go there. That one's like normal. Overpriced speaking with you baby uh so yes how are you doing joey so yeah you had a long couple days
1: yeah um yeah so more pregnancy troubles so we it's it's been it's it's been been. uh, it was confusing because on saturday and we're back we are back uh
0: would you say you, your leg hit the cord or something and popped cord, out? And it's like plugged in pretty solidly to my computer, but apparently it was and the cords like 10 feet. So it an ethernet cord. No, it's a cord from the mic into the computer. Oh, okay. So it doesn't like Zencaster doesn't like when it changes your audio, apparently. Oh, okay. Got it. So got it goes, it. Mike's dead and then kills the, um,
1: the hey, recording. Mike's so,
0: <laughs> so now I have to deal with this afterwards. Any Mike that I want to be fucking dead is Mike Myers from Halloween,
1: not the comedy genius. Mike? see <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, on Saturday before going to Brad's going away, uh, Sarah was very concerned. She had some, uh, bleeding, uh, cause obviously we're trying to get pregnant again and she, uh, it was painless. Thankfully there weren't any camps or anything. It went for about, I don't know, two hours or something like that. Um, and then it just kind of, she checked at Brad's and it was pretty much done. So uh, we looked it up and it's like, oh, that could just be ovulation bleeding. And we're like, okay. Like, cause she was ovulating that day. So, uh, or started it. And then, uh, God, and there's, it doesn't matter on my laptop. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> is just going fucking hog wild. Um, but, uh, and then uh, Sunday morning. um uh, around twelve thirty ish, she um, started having a little bit of like cramps and things like that, and she's like, "Okay, well, <clears throat> I'm ovulating, whatever." Her period had just ended, like seven, seven or eight days ago. Okay, at this point, so uh, so she's like, "You know, of course, there's no way I'm pregnant." Blah 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 blah. We never—that wasn't even a thought in our head because it was just seemed the math didn't seem to add up, and so. Uh, she had just had a full heavy period, uh, for like eight days. And, um, and then I went to, it was okay. She wasn't even really saying anything because it was very mild, like whatever. And then I went to my Arma study group at like two and then like three thirty, 30, I left my ringer on just in case. I'm glad I did because at like three thirty, phone had rang. I missed one, one other call. Um, but she called me crying and freaking out cause she was in really bad pain. She was, she, she for a while couldn't get up off the floor. She threw up. This is, this was all, uh, the exact way that the ectopic rupture started. Um, well more accurately, this was like when she was on the chemo treatment for when the first pregnancy was miscarrying, but it was ectopic. And so they were trying to, you know, completely dissolve the cells, the, the, ed- mass, they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was making her really sick and having horrible cramps for two weeks, and then it ended up rupturing anyway. It didn't work, so um, so anyway, huge cause for concern because she is at risk forever. Now, in March, she had a normal miscarriage, which again is you know sad that we hope for a normal miscarriage if we're going to have one because as long as it's not a topic that's honestly all that matters, we would hope that obviously it stays and we have a, a healthy pregnancy, but. Uh, we just want Sarah to continue to be alive so uh we went to the ER she she called her parents because I didn't pick up that first time her parents were were fairly close by uh went to the ER she wasn't continually like throwing up she wasn't um uh you know like like she got up and could walk and everything but she was feeling kind of faint which then made her worry that's either adrenaline which it likely was or massive blood loss which is what happened last time but it wasn't as bad as that night, but still she was traumatized, you know, by that. Cause she almost died. So, um, so went to the ER. I got to the house like 30 seconds after they picked her up. I grabbed some stuff for her and then ran, you know, ran, I drove to the, the same ER. Um, and, uh, thankfully there was, there was very little wait time, which was good. Uh, and then we were there for about four hours. Um, you know, they did ultrasounds. They did, blood tests like all that stuff and so and at this point again like 3 hours in we had no we like her being pregnant was not even in our heads because she had had a very big period right so uh less than a week before so um so the ER doctor uh comes in and the staff there was really good uh, it was at Hogue and uh the ER doctor comes in he was was really good and um he's like he's like okay well Uh, you know, we, we looked at your ultrasounds like so far, I mean, thankfully we cannot see anything in your tubes. Uh, we do see a questionable, uh, mass in the, uh, uterus. That's only about 0.5 centimeters big. Um, it's, it's likely that she, and, and sorry, you, uh, she, he's also like, you also are pregnant because you have HCG hormones, uh, which are the pregnancy hormones that they want to see growing, uh, and, uh, you know, doubles every couple of days. That's how, you know, the cell's dividing and stuff. And so, uh, he's like, we're not going to do anything right now because uh, if it's a viable pregnancy, we don't want to induce, you know, an abortion or do anything that would cause that, right? So, um, uh, but it's still, but he's like, it's so early on. It's probably only two or three weeks old because it's so small. And there's like, there's no yolk in the gestational sac uh you know, i prefer it over easy anyway so right uh there's no yoke in the gestational sac, and there's no what do they call
0: it a god. something pull Did you just pull it out again hello there? yeah yeah i just yanked out now the headphones god fuck this oh, okay. setup
1: yeah well at least uh, Zencaster didn't seem to care about the headphones <laughs> right no it doesn't yeah it's the mic the quorum yeah the gazenta as eric would say my stepdad the gazinta is important the gazado doesn't really matter um But uh, yeah, there's no something pull, which it only happens at like four to six weeks. So she's before that, which even if it wasn't her tube would still be okay. It's not, but it would be okay in the sense that it's not big enough to rupture yet. You know, that takes, it's like minimum five weeks pregnant, but usually it has to be like six to eight weeks to get big enough to, to burst the tube. So anyway, thankfully, um, he talked to the on-call doctor at our OBGYN's office because our OBGYN, it was Sunday. They were off. Uh, and, um, but they had everything on file and they were like, okay, like, and basically now the plan is in place basically every time we get pregnant. I mean, hoping, hopefully this, this is just pregnancy and it's great and that's good. But the plan is because she's at risk is that we go, uh, she needs to get an ultrasound like a couple times a week and then get her HCG like blood test a couple times a week to make sure that is if the HCG is just doubling, 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 then that's a good sign because that means the pregnancy is just growing. The cells are dividing and growing into a fetus, uh, and then obviously the ultrasound is to continue to check that it's in the uterus and not somewhere else. So, um, and then once it gets to twenty five hundred, basically, like the the hormone levels, she's at one oh nine now, or probably a little more today. But we haven't checked, but um, then then they can kind of, then we like go into the office. And that's, like, a milestone of, like, okay, like, it's in your uterus. It's likely not going to, you know, like, roll back into your tube or whatever. Like, those rare things can happen. Uh, but that's very rare. Um, but also very rare is that she got pregnant during a period. So, like, or, or it stayed implanted during a period. So, um, that's right. called decidual bleeding. Like, like deciding seems to be the root word. Um, Serena Williams had that. And she was, she was like... Uh, had her period for two months. Her, her friend was like, you should take a pregnancy test if you're feeling weird or whatever. She's like, there's no way I'm fucking pregnant. She took a test and now she has that kid. So basically it's like the little, uh, the little e- implanted egg. Uh, if it's savvy enough, like Jack Sparrow, it can, like the uterus doesn't completely slough off during a period. That's why a, a period can be, you know, three to seven, eight days, right? It takes time for the whole thing to kind of melt away and then a new layer on the uterus is, is there. And, um, so it's, it's not just, you know, going, otherwise they would just plop out, right? So there that means that certain parts of the uterus are fresh and new and certain parts are getting sloughed off by your menstrual cycle, right? And so if that little dude or dudette is like surfing on there and just happens to implant on a fresh spot that's already been sloughed off, then you could be pregnant and still have periods. You can, you can be fucking pregnant and bleed for four months and it's like very common apparently, but it's like, again, women's reproductive health is like so fucking frustrating because everything is normal. And also everything could be a sign of something horrible. Like literally everything like you're bleeding. Ah, you're fine. Oh, but bleeding more than, than this massive range of, of small to a lot of blood. Oh, that's you got to go in, you're, you're going to die. Like, it's just like fucking crazy how all over the place it is. And it, so anyway, she, we have, uh, she was on the phone today getting, trying to get fucking appointments. Our doctor is out doing cases or something i don't know what that means so uh the like fucking nurse practitioner there like refused like to give us you know give him the phone or whatever and so but then i got on the phone because i was irritated and i was like we we have to like this could be a ticking time bomb this is his words too like time is of the essence with this so um and he wanted us to tell him personally blah 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 anyway we worked it out we're gonna we're gonna meet them you know she got she got appointments that are in the timeliness that the both the ER doctor and the doctor that was on call from our OBGYN office last night um, said to, they're like, hey, she needs to have an ultrasound and a HCG blood test by Wednesday. So, And then the the person running the office today was like, well, no, we can't get anything until next week. And, da, 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 and that's where I was like, we can't have this, right? So uh, anyway, that was like the nurse practitioner that was on call or whatever at the office or managing the office. But she she got one of the actual MDs on the phone after we called four times, uh, and we were trying to be cool through the whole thing whole thing because we like our our OBGYN, but apparently he's like man behind the curtain this fucking week. So and not allowed to talk to patients. I don't know what any of that means, but uh, working on cases is what she said. So I am
0: man behind curtain. <laughs> maybe he's like Dick Tracy
1: on the side or something. But um, but anyway, so uh, Sarah is very tired, but she she you know her pain reduced. Um. Uh. But the four hours we we were at the ER, her pain went from like a seven, like waving up to like a seven or eight, and then down to like a three, and where it was kind of a dull ache feeling. Uh. And then and and the scary thing is that the pain was localized on the right side, which is the exact tube that, uh, the rupture the rupture happened before, and then you know the surgeon saved that too. But um. And and we we asked the doctor after learning all of this we were like okay so why why this localized pain though cuz this seems to be fallopian tube focused right and he's like we don't know he, he's like he's like the answer is is that you're having cramps and those cramps can start from anywhere in the uterus and the tube you know what i mean so but it's just crazy to hear a fucking doctor who knows all this detailed shit and then goes we don't know like we can't we can't actually fucking it's like fucking dreams like they know a lot about dreams, but they don't know fucking why we have. They can't like definitively still say here's why you have dreams and the nature of human consciousness and shit like that. But you would think that uh, the uterus and you know birth would be a little more black and white than that. But anyway, so no. we're uh, we're hoping for the best. We're trying not to get our hopes up, but trying to just kind of remain neutral. And we will see what goes on because all of the bleeding and stuff could could also be signs that it is miscarrying, right? So. If that's the case, as long as it's not a topic, that's all we really care about. But anyway, it's uh definitely not something, you know. If if this if this next one if this one miscarries, then we're definitely gonna start talking about like obviously we can get pregnant. I mean, she miscarried in March and then within two months got pregnant again. So um I don't know by who, you know, was who, <laughs> but uh uh we're definitely gonna start talking about like do you need to carry this baby in your body? Right. Like, do, do we like, like, are there other ways to do this that like are surrogate? You know, yeah. Like, if we did a surrogate or I don't know. Right. So, I mean, uh, I think that's the only other way. Right. And, or, or again, there's the implantation based IVF where they like literally go here. It's in your uterus. It's not in your fucking tubes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, our doctor's very much like, hey, if you don't have a problem getting pregnant then you shouldn't be doing all of that stuff that, that that's for people that are having trouble getting pregnant. Right. So, um, and un- unfortunately this situation is like I said, last time, you know, talking about this last time, like this situation is all too common, but nobody likes talking about it. So, um, but, uh, yeah, here's, here's hoping. And then, yeah, Sarah just needs to be on like, can't let, li- you know, can't lift anything like over, you know, no ext- strenuous exercise, uh, pelvic rest, which means no porking by me uh, for at least a few days, which is going to be tough with all that blood down there. I'm just so into it. But uh, remember when we had that review, a uh, reviewer that was disgusted by talking about sexual things with my wife, <laughs> like talking no, about uh, things with my yeah. wife on the show. And it was definitely like an English as a second language, like older lady or something listening to the show. But um might have been Linda Moulton Howe. For all I know, but uh, I think it was, yes. <laughs> um, Lindemann, how could it not be? But uh, no, and I remember uh, Chris Turbville, who's a uh, a, a voice actor. Uh, we actually had another voice actor start following our Instagram today, uh, because it was like his bio line or whatever. So, uh, interesting. I think he's they're like, it's just like the third one or something, but yeah, Chris Turbville, he he wrote me, um, offline because he was he was actually able to make the twitch you know when we were talking about the last miscarriage back in mm-hmm. March and uh he was like uh my wife had a fuck ton of miscarriages and we finally said fuck it and we went the surrogate route and he's like I only wish we would have just done it sooner you know like um because when the baby's there it doesn't fucking change anything <laughs> so right except that my wife isn't dead and that's that's what matters so um anyway this is a this is a very very delicate and messy fucking thing, which is frustrating, but it's uh it's just maddening, you know. We I'm thankful for the staff at the the hospital and everything cuz they were great uh last night and um the the one of the one of the nurses that was doing a lot of the the tests and monitoring Sarah, she was like she was like I uh had was on birth control and had two periods before I realized I had I was 2 months pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like it's not common, but it's not uncommon either. Right. You know? Anything's possible. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Other than that, um, I mean the the house is good. We're plugging away at little projects here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, sad to see uh, Brad and his family go to Idaho so fast. It was like would have been fun to have a couple more, you know, parties yeah. over the summer like he was planning. But uh, it all fell into place. I'm assuming they'll they'll visit oh I was going to ask you too I don't know if you know any better but like Sarah got the impression that his
0: parents are moving out there too is that true? Uh, no I don't think that's happening okay no her parents moved yeah, out, right. but his, right. no um, from talking to Rita them they definitely didn't say anything about them moving and his sister lives five minutes from his house currently oh and they're not moving so there's no point for big rich got it to hit the old dusty trail now may yeah I yeah I doubt it I would assume he, cause when I talked to Brad, I'm like, oh, you'll be back just to see your parents and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, that's, nice. I mean, again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's miscommunication, but I, yeah, I got, I did not get that vibe or understanding. Got it.
1: Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, um, there's not much else interesting to say. My Detroit no, no. Keep getting better. And that's, that's that almost makes it all worthwhile. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> improvement in my salary. That's all that
0: matters at the no, end of the day. Yes. Um
1: So yeah, we can yeah, jump we can into it, it then.
0: I don't think I have to piss or shit. Um but
1: uh this, ideally uh,
0: not. Because yeah, <laughs> stopping Zencaster sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> use some rubber bands and paper clips you know MacGy- yeah. you have to macgyver this episode together <laughs> well
0: yeah it's like now i have to export it and then i have to bring it into garage man then do that and then send it back
1: first world problems to be sure um but yeah this this episode again fucking action-packed but also somehow not that interesting
0: yeah i was into it but then not yeah because they did just keep digging
1: yeah there was only now there was only one type of evidence happening which was just digging or one type of experiment happening right where it's like guys like part of part of why the first season worked so well because this is the this is the penultimate episode of season two like next next episode is the season finale so right um which which i am glad that the season finale is not them in the conference room talking about
0: right (laughs) Uh,
1: talking about what happened in this season and then planning for the next one so um but i i was i was surprised that like the, the first season was like hey we have like these two or three things going on and then the last like 15 minutes focus on this crazy experiment and piece of evidence like this thing that happened right and so
0: this is just like
1: Trying to make up for the last three episodes or something where nothing has been
0: really happening. Right. They're just and, talking. Right. <laughs> and they do, but when they do, there's not a lot. And
1: now, yeah, it's just dig, 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 dig,
0: too, right? right? So
1: dig, 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 and dig, and
0: dig I, the mighty hole. <laughs> uh I don't
1: uh I, I don't think Travis Taylor would fake anything, but his tape measure magnetism evidence is like Maybe the easiest paranormal
0: thing. Well, yeah. It's just, it's like, well, I, could, I mean, I guess it's like fishing, right? Like, if if you're holding it and feeling it, right. we have to assume he's real. And, and he keeps saying, I'm scientific, I'm scientific method, all the things. So we have to assume he's meaning what he's saying.
1: Right. So I, I believe him, but it's just funny that it's just like, okay, like, this, right. this is a... Uh, uh, some of the <laughs> smallest scale evidence I think we've seen, like where you could literally just be moving your wrist and not be able to see it. But, right.
0: um, well, and then they're trying to, yeah, prove that it can conduct things, which it looks like we have like some sort of god, I was thinking of something to call it and now. I totally forgot. I had something funny, but, because um, well, it's yeah, called some, they think it's gilsonite
1: at the end. Well,
0: well, the not just the gilsonite, but the elaborate contraptions they're setting up, like a yes. fucking. <laughs> mousetrap setup that a they're Rube just gonna Boulder blow themselves up yeah exactly because <laughs> it's like a big circle metal thing and right. and then the, the the um tesla coil type deal and charging the land so. oh you mean like on the yeah on the next episode the preview That's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. have this like crazy setup
1: full-on <laughs> yes they gotta fuck we had to find a 300 pound <laughs> potato to put yeah. some hmm. fucking toothpicks in yeah.
0: we fired. went to every and county awesome. and state fair to yeah. find the biggest <laughs> uh oh, blue ribbon all the dude. way uh
1: and also very weird that his talking head moments in this episode are clearly like from like i don't know a few months ago because his, his hair is like four well, inches i was gonna say yeah no his
0: side like, his yeah. styling of hair is completely different in this one because it's uh, way more toned down not the crazy spike but just exactly, like a yeah. flat or not even glossy I think I think he's realizing too that with all of the admittedly cool looking
1: drone shots that this the show you know uses, you're seeing a lot of the top of his head, and I think he's realizing that the the spikes only right. have a lateral illusion, a horizontal illusion.
0: starting to get one of these weird old lumps in my head.
1: <laughs> uh, he also also this episode, I mean every I, I would say every other talking head moment from Travis is. Now the question is why? Or the question is how? Or you know, like it's just like now we see that this magnetism's happening, but how? Is there something else? It's all like, is there something else underneath this happening too? And it's like, I don't know, guys, just fucking show the digging footage and fucking get out of here. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> like this is like the first uh episode where I was like, Man, they're kind of giving me what I want, but it's a one it's a one trick pony. Right. right. So uh, not to say that, like, I mean, the 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 digging crew; those three guys are characters <laughs> in and of themselves. <laughs> uh, very very manicured, like power beards. Right, one dude had like fucking just for men beard, you know, dye, and the, the guy yeah. was like the the boss or whatever. And then the fucking uh, I loved the um uh, I loved the kind of kinetic and like one to one like uh, uh, flicking the piss off your dick kind of action when he was shaking literally cranking this crank in front of him this this uh this lever in front of him to shake the wet mud off of a giant drill that was dangling right from his rig <laughs> just like like literally just cuts to him like <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's how you shake the drill
0: off? oh yeah
1: shake the lever. <laughs> you think there'd be a button that would like just send vibrations through it or i don't know It's weird but um or you'd have to swing it around like a crane till it flies off but uh, right uh but yeah i also love that they just fucking walked away <laughs> like like when once they got to like 50 feet they're like all right well we'll check back in with you later keep us posted and then they just come back and it cuts to them all right we're at 73 feet now and then all right well we'll let you guys do your thing and then it was like 93 feet and they finally hit i'm like why didn't you just fucking edit it like you always do you know right like, I, it's it's and and sarah was was watching part of it too she's like the show kind of sucks. Like, like mm-hmm. you, you liked the first season when she was watching it, but right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these the, the padding it to eight episodes versus six, like I think, really hurt it. Like, I I think it just forced them to to have to again pad every episode needlessly, which is which is a shame. Yeah. yeah. Curious to see what season three is like and hope it improves. But I, I mean, again, this show is not as futile as uh, the fucking, you know, the Templars. What is that? The uh, Oh, the um, Oak Island. There we go, yeah. Uh, Because, like, that's... You would have heard about it if it was found, right? And, like... uh, And if you look at, at, like, news stories, if you're looking for Skinwalker Ranch news, you can find some shit that they've discovered on the show. So, at least there's, like, some progress kind of being made, right? Or it's being tracked, but... Right. uh, But uh, it's just kind of like... I don't know. It's... It's not... It's just all, like I said last week or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. It was last week. You were here last week. Uh, they, this show has just simply become about digging stuff and really like not like blue ball digging, like not digging right. that much. And so it's like they do all, Jeez. it's like they shot their WAD the first season with all the cool experiments. And really, the, I mean, the coolest experiment to me in this entire season was having Rabbi Zadok on and doing a fucking like, Completely. chanting and yeah. yeah enchantment like you know conjuring portal thing uh and mixing that with the science like that was really cool right but uh but other than that i mean it's just been like should we dig and i'm the safety officer now and I, yeah we should dig and then it just became like they've just completely juxtaposed from episode one season one where it was uh feet the fear of digging right but right it's just i don't know you can't as 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 much as it's annoying they keep showing the x-ray of Thomas's injury from years ago it's frustrating even more because not just for my ocd and i'm sick of seeing it or hearing about it but it's like they're hanging their their whole hat on that injury as if like someone's kid disappeared like it's mm-hmm. like, it's just like okay man yeah he had a weird injury clearly they've detected radiation spikes and shit around in microwaves and stuff here so there's something to it but you can't act like it's this fucking the thing. It's not a thing that audience even gives a shit about anymore. Like it's so right. fucking old and long ago. And you know, so, um, anyway, but, uh, we will start it off here. They're, uh, they're bringing a massive, huge pole to the triangle area. Uh, that's, that's not euphemistic. Then I don't know what is, but, uh, <laughs> shark tooth as the, the dude, Jeremy Keener or James Keenan, uh, talked about last episode. um, and uh, uh, they're going to poke some holes, according to Eric, at the vertices of the triangle. So the points of it. Now they're showing the GPS overview that they kind of showed at the last episode when they, you know, fucking uh, uh, Brandon Fugle gave them the coordinates to the big giant rock that they just arbitrarily marked Sherman family monument <laughs> uh, on the map as that node. Then there's another fucking node uh down and to the right of that Sherman family thing that I was looking at, they don't even mention it, and it says Adamantium Skinwalker Ring. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't yeah. I can't is even Is this where Weapon X was made? Right. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't even extrapolate what that could mean from the rest of the show, but um, they've never mentioned that once. And yes, Adamantium is purely a an X-Men Marvel Universe fucking uh right. material. Oh, yeah. So um there's some, oh, this is where I pointed out the the real heavy, very precise beard work going on with the uh, the digging crew. And uh, they're doing some, like, the last few episodes, they're kind of doing, like, the old, older Ghost Adventures episodes, which we're covering on uh, over at Patreon, where uh, you can listen to Adventurous Ghosts for just $5 a month or more. Uh, they're doing, like, uh, kind of how Ghost Adventures used to do their, their map of the X-cams that they were going to put, like their static cameras. They're like, all right, we're putting this here in the belfry and then we're doing this in the south tower like whatever but they're doing this i kind of like it because it's even like it, it is something that i asked for i was like okay like why are they only bringing out one or two types of equipment here to test this shit like why don't they bring out all the equipment and then like four or five episodes ago they started going all right let's just get all the shit out there and like we got the mm-hmm. radiation we got electro we got the spectrum analyzer we got the xls camera we got the thermo thing we got and it's just like they have like nine things they're listing off which i like they should have a fucking if they're, I mean, they're they're a science crew, they should have every fucking gadget they have out there to be testing stuff. So Right. Um, and Travis is in, is in the the uh, the Jeep Sahara, the bright red Jeep Sahara with uh, Caleb, uh, the the uh, ginger security guard, and he's like, you know, we're really pressing our luck if there's uh, any merit to the whole you know can't dig here thing. And, and Caleb's like, yeah, we're not poking the hornet's nest, we're stomping on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrong dog yeah. and i'm just like hell yeah because this is like the first two minutes of the episode i'm like finally they're just fucking going starting with it. the action yeah exactly right. so um they're tag team in here so travis and caleb and candace are going and thomas are going out to the the giant rock that they talk about from the last episode uh they have like a backhoe you know earth mover thing that thomas is going to drive and uh, and dig with Travis basically says, "Hey, fuck the Shermans. We're gonna we're gonna fucking dig here." Uh, and Brandon Brandon said, "Hey, this is the place you shouldn't dig. Well, this is the place the Shermans said you shouldn't dig." So, right. um, uh, Thomas, I mean, immediately again, I I I was stoked because I'm like, wow, they're not pulling any punches here. They're just like every cut is like an is either a conversation leading to action or action happening. So Thomas just wrenches the fucking rock over with the backhoe, and they see. What looks like some shape or carving or something on the bottom. So Travis gets a bottle of water to clean it off. And it looks like... To me, it just looked like a jigsaw puzzle piece. It was like a little round circular top. And then it kind of went out you know, flat-angled and then down. And then it kind of looked eroded and shit. But um, uh, Caleb thinks it's a, a Native American. It's a Navajo Thunderbird carving. Right. That one is a little bit of a stretch. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it looks like something. But... It also could have been erosion, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But it looked, it looked like something was carved into it. I'll, I will give them that. But uh, I was, I cracked up because it cuts to Caleb. And he's like, one, one of my pastimes is like reading about symbols and mythology and stuff. And that looks like a Navajo Thunderbird. <laughs> and the Navajo Thunderbird is a symbol of protection of uh for people for humans against evil so travis is like oh is this thing they carved this here or did they lack this rock because it you know protect against a skin marker curse or whatever and uh thomas takes it a step further he's like let's take a fucking look under the rock and then he's like pulls the rock back and they start digging and uh travis like yeah we need to poke that sucker as much as possible and then it cuts to the next segment uh they they look in the hole they very quickly dig like a 10 foot deep hole and uh Candace, who I was like, I was wondering why they were having Candace go down in all the holes, but I forget that she's like an archaeologist, anthropologist, so I guess she would know about, you know, strata and digging and stuff like that too. But, um, but, uh, they kind of give up on the, the, the dirt under the rock very quickly. There's no strange readings. Uh, there's no strange, you know, strata. It didn't look like the, they basically were like, eh, looks like this fucking rock's been here forever. And like, it doesn't look like it was like covering up an entrance to, an Underground base, which Travis is like, could just be the, what, what we're looking for, or the canal or whatever? So, um, it cuts to the digger back with Eric and Dragon and the crew, the big core digging guys. And it just cuts to him, and he's like, Oh, it's starting to get wet.
0: <laughs>
1: and, uh, and I'm like, This is where I was like, thankfully, unfounded, but I was scared they were just going to completely stop the momentum of the show and, uh, and be like, Well, we got to stop digging because there's too much water in there, like some bullshit. but Eric is like nope let's keep going thankfully uh, cuts back to Travis Thomas Candace and Caleb and they're heading to the the cow death site uh, with the backhoe so they go over there to see if there's anything weird with the ground directly under where the cow died um, kind of I don't know seems I guess it seems worthwhile but it seems also a little late like the cow died two fucking years ago so kind of like maybe you could have done this a little closer to when right
0: who yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moohoo, more
0: like exactly.
1: It. Um, uh, quickly back to Dragon Eric and the crew. They are putting a big black pipe down to strengthen that hole. So uh, to increase the girth of the hole and to strengthen its uh, walls. Uh, so right. gonna, basically, it's like a, a guide slash a uh, brace for the wet hole so they can put the core <sighs> driller down even deeper so right, right um the digger guy's like yeah real soft uh, wet material can be really dangerous it could tip the whole rig over because uh, it can like pull a hole it can cave in the ground and then the fucking rig might be on top of it and fall over whatever so this is where we get those awesome jerk off shots as the digger is like sh- literally shaking the mud from the drill <laughs> As if it had just the mud been, and the ketchup as,
0: is cleanly <laughs> coming out.
1: As if it had just come out of, the, of a messy back door, but huh. um, lots more water, just twenty five feet down. Like it is fully flowing. So at that point, there's too much water, and the water just going to keep rising up that tube, and uh, it, like an enema. And then, uh, uh, so the spot is fucked. They're like, all right, let's move to the western vertice you know, of the uh, triangle. So they they move on back to Travis and team. They don't find anything crazy in the cow death spot when they dig. Um, and at first, right, she's like, oh, they're on the, you know, the, the soil looks normal, nothing weird around it, the strata's all fine, whatever. But then Travis pulls his uh, tape measure out and it looks like an extra, you know, extra girthy contractor style tape measure where it's like almost
0: two inches. And in that where I said, get double G crafter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, congrats to Garrett for uh within the beaver state flight. Yes.
0: <laughs> um yeah, as a goof thing I kept thinking it would be funny if a character would his his name would be your your little something right like two u's and then you would just confuse everyone cuz it's The double g but his name would be w. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: uh
0: just, yeah, great uh confusion ensues. <laughs> <and Susan. laughs> Uh, I just lost my place.
1: Oh, uh, no, it's fine. It cuts to, oh yeah, next segment here. Uh, cause after, after the, the tape is getting quote unquote pulled towards the wall of the hole, um, they also don't do a good job at like geography here. Like usually you would like, cause then they move on to the next hole and then the opposite thing happens. Like, whoa, whoa, it's pushing the, the tape measure away from the wall. But I'm like, but what if it's just the other side of the wall pulling it towards it? I, you know, I, that wasn't clear cause I don't know which way which way the whole wall was facing and all that kind of shit. But, um, something I always ask myself, which way is your whole wall facing? See, um, it's glorious. They go to, uh, Oh, Travis is like, I've dug holes my whole life. And I never seen a hole that does that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, they go to the spot where the, uh, uh, Oh yeah. Where the sheriff dude, uh, Matt, the sheriff, um, from a few episodes ago, he's out, he was out there with Candace and Thomas and Tom, and he was talking about how he he was like the one of the first witnesses of a cattle mutilation on Skinwalker Ranch, and he was the guy that was like, plus, all around here in these three spots, it was like something real heavy he had pressed down the grass and flattened it and burned it and like whatever. So he thought mm-hmm. it was like a you know UFO Atlanta had landed and done
0: its thing that the Right, cat. right, yeah. He was very definitive that this is what happened.
1: Yes, and uh, even though he didn't see it actually, I mean, I right. think he did see an orb like flying that way, and then they chased it and then saw mm-hmm. it um but uh, so they go to that spot um which i mean it's kind of weird it almost seems like they were randomly picking stuff but again i appreciate that they didn't talk about the plan to death for 30 minutes and then actually go do it and then it's a rush job and we don't really find that much or what they find ends up being the cliffhanger for the next episode so this is where travis like oh it's pushing the tape measure away and uh, that means it's electric not magnetic i'm like okay but uh so travis wonders this is the really like important evidence that they're they find in this episode and it's only like ten minutes in. He's like, is there an electric current flowing through the ground? I don't know. But it tells me that there's something electromagnetic in the soil once you get to a certain depth. And it's all connected somehow. And he lists he's like the UFOs, this, this, that like all this shit. He's like, we just don't know what the culprit is. And that kind of just becomes his and now he's now just kind of copying Brandon Fugel all the time, going, We don't we'll never get to the we gotta get to the bottom of this. And what's the connection? And blah blah blah. And so uh Cuts to a talking to Travis. He's like, "We didn't find a dead alien or nothing, but we did find another mystery to, s- to search through." And then Thomas is like, "Another pushpin." He has to another pushpin. Uh, back to the big hole driller, Eric, and the whole team that's at the drill site. They are getting fucking disgustingly sunburned. Like every time mm-hmm, I look back mm-hmm. to them, they're darker and darker. Just, yeah,
0: deeper oh, and deeper.
1: I'm like, guys, put a fucking hat on or put some sunscreen on. Like it's fucking gross. Um, there are oh yeah, there's some weird. Uh, action happening on the spectrum analyzer as the guys are digging and so it's like cool at first but they go back to this for 20 minutes like they keep going back to this being a massive insane piece of evidence that's fine if somebody on the crew has a fucking theory as to what it is right otherwise just clock the piece of evidence and then cut to when they bring Travis and tell him about it right but like they keep fucking cutting back from the diggers to look at this. This is just crazy, And the energy is going back and forth. I don't know anything like this. And no, then, no, because no. then it cuts to Travis, you know, later in the episode and he comes back and meets up with the rest of the crew. And he's like, Oh, well shit. That's just like a couple weeks ago when the fucking wifi got hacked and I went into a weird fugue state and Thomas. Right. Got- right.
0: And so. Yeah. Cause they the- just kept showing that video and yes. everything glitching out.
1: Yeah. That's when I was like, Oh, like God, nonstop. The, middle, yeah.
0: the middle fell out of the episode.
1: <laughs> it's just like, like <laughs> it's where it got super boring. So, Um, I mean, for the most part, the dig in general, the, the core digging was super boring, which, which was a shame, you know? So, but at the same time, I'm like, what, what did I expect to find? Like, I think I would have heard about it in the news if they fucking dug down and just went clang and there was like the hull of a fucking ship or there was a, a fucking, the foundation or the wall of a military base under there or something, you know? Right. Um, anyway, so, uh, Travis Taylor wants to measure, which I, this I thought was kind of cool. He, you know in terms of like the 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 ranch's supposed retaliation the striking back uh, that it might do when when people dig he wants to go back to where they originally dug that day and see if there's any gamma radiation or electromag you know magnetism microwaves what what have you so uh he says that it's not dangerous gamma radiation but it is above normal which is which above above what it was earlier when it was at a base before they dug and then they're getting a magnetic field at uh, 0.7 milliteslas, which is elevated above normal too. Um, back at the core dig site, uh, the energy is now spiking Eric's devices. They dig even deeper. And he seems to think that this is like deliberate, right? Like, like some, it's like someone's almost controlling this as the thing's digging. Um, but uh, uh, and cuts back to Travis and Caleb. Their compasses are now, off by like five degrees so like magnetic north is now focusing towards the drill and they look like they're like a quarter mile away you can like see it in the background and uh and so then they're like hey we should head to the observation tower so we can see the whole ranch at once and i'm like what like why like what do you need to be like why not just go towards the fucking drill or go somewhere else and see if it keeps pointing there but anyway i did appreciate uh the very like seemingly fresh um, round of uh, 2 by 4s that they put on the observation tower because it's like the old green kind of uh, tower deck thing from the first episode but they mm-hmm. like, they beefed it up seemingly like withstand a firefight or something like that like I don't know no. they closed the whole thing off but looks much stronger now but um, uh,
0: I'm over here now.
1: <laughs> Dragon does ask the smart question he's like are we sure the energy is just not coming from the drill? <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, you probably should check that off. So it is cool. They go over. He tells him to turn it off. Energy is still swirling and spiking on the spectrum analyzer. So that's cool. I was I appreciated that. Um, oh, and also, I was like, since when did Travis's phone become like the inspector gadget phone with all these different measurement apps in one? Right. Like he's like doing gamma. He's doing this. I was like. Like, in one episode ago, you had, like, four different things doing that. So, Howard, you have all these apps on your phone. It's very strange. But um, Travis is saying, like, the only way this could be happening is if he's, he's like, because the drill itself was not pulling their compasses uh, before. It was only when it would dug down pretty deep. So he's, like, the only thing it could be is if it's now touching something under the ground that's super magnetic that it would now kind of be act like a magnetic north pole. Right. But he's like, that's weird, and I've never seen anything like that at this scale. So, um, uh, oh, Dragon busts out his uh, again as as he calls it the Boy Scout compass, uh, just an, an basically an analog compass, right? So it starts spinning around, it's swapping between the drill and himself, and then spinning around again, which is super crazy. Um, and they decide to focus on the dig again. They're only twenty six feet at this point, and it's only a little wet. Thankfully, it's very encouraging. So. <laughs> And this, this is where they're like, all right, well, we're going to not bother you and let you do your thing. So we'll be back. So they come back when they're 70 feet deep and still right. no major need water. Uh, lots of different like types of rocks and soil. Now dragons like it's really cool to see all the different colored rocks come out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, they check, they leave again, check back. And it's like almost sunset now they're at 93 feet. So they're close to that hundred foot mark that they were trying to hit. Um, Uh, that they talked about wanting to hit the episode before. So they start bringing up this black material that everyone's like, oh, it looks like coal." Oh, look at that. What what do you think that is? Man, it looks like coal. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then Eric is finally like, he's like, the only other black stuff around here that I know of is Gilsonite. Right. (laughs) uh, heidi ho neighbor. Oh, hey, Gilson. Good night. Uh, (laughs) I'm a dark version. Uh, Apparently, Gilsonite is a byproduct of an ancient meteorite maybe even the fuck (laughs) it's like one of the funniest uh talking head travis moments was like now millions of years ago on the ranch there were dinosaurs (laughs) it's just like (laughs) okay because like they mentioned that this might be from a meteorite and then oh it's what is and then it's like wait are you implying it's the one that killed the dinosaurs or he literally
0: says because he's like meteors kill the dinosaurs and this could have been it (laughs)
1: But it's like, didn't they? Don't they already know that that was like in the Yucatan Peninsula or something?
0: Uh, I don't know if they have the exact final one because, again, dinosaurs lived over the course of millions of years, sure. so it's like yeah. several. I think Quite extinction events and Old. all that kind of fun stuff. Ooh, this guy. Is- um, but yeah, and then he's also implying because again, well, we'll get there. Yeah, because uh, he implies some other things because it's from technically outer space, exactly. So. Uh- <laughs>
1: So, for some reason, they uh, rely on the digging crew to, quote unquote, test the gilsonite to see if it's actual gilsonite or if it's just like compressed petroleum oil or something. So, it's
0: like tar sand, right? right. So, like in Canada and stuff, that's what they mine and right. and are they just process basically oil, but it's stuck in sand. Exactly. So, they want to make sure it's not just, because again, if there's dinosaurs, that equals oil potentially as well, right? Um so yeah, they just want to rule that out. biogovinescence they call it. See. Uh
1: I just thought it was funny though, like, uh, oh, we gotta test this stuff. What? hey, give it here. I'm gonna blow torch the shit out of it on this pipe. <laughs> like you just like right. like let's melt it. <laughs> and it I mean, it's happen.
0: shit like that they do with gold too, right? It's like here, let me go do this thing <laughs> real quick. <laughs> and it's like the preliminary test, and it's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. The classic uh, Stromboli or Pirates biting the gold. Well, that's a different one, but yes. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, it doesn't melt, and it does flake apart. So they say <laughs> this is not petroleum-based, it's not tar sand, and Gilsonite is known for being breaky and flaky. So uh, they hit 100 feet, and they are fucking done with these diggers. So uh, weird little skull cap that the one of the digging guys has <laughs> at the end of the day that I never noticed before, like a little... Cool. Like those uh, are
0: good for cooling when you're wearing uh, that hard hat.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it reminds me of like A the uh you know 1920s era leather football hats, or B like a skull cap that
0: people would wear under their uh, Yeah, you wet that and then it it's moisture wicking and keeps you cool. Uh
1: and so I mean again to the episode's credit, they like they cut to like a couple days later, results are already back about the rock. So the the Black Rock is quite a mix of uh, elements, of heavy elements anyway, because Eric's like, I'll have to test the light elements later. But um, Travis says, he's like, this basically has all the stuff you need to put together, uh, modern day electronics. And I'm like, well, that's OK. That's interesting. So he's like. Well, and,
0: and uh ships.
1: Right. Yeah. Because he's, he's like, uh, he's like, basically, if you crushed a a a a military right. fighter jet, it would be this. Like it would it would turn right. into these elements, you know? And uh, like and, and specifically like the semiconductors and shit that go that control those. So it right. is really interesting. Like like Eric's Eric is like he's like, why the fuck would there be somehow all the elements, just the right elements for flying equipment, flying tech, a hundred feet under the ground. Right. AK
0: something flew from space, exploded. And it's now here. Exactly.
1: Um, But uh, uh, oh, yeah. And Travis is like, you know, what I want to do? I want to, I want to freeze the fucking rock. And I'm just like, (laughs) it's like, oh, first we try to melt it, and then we freeze it. And he he says, I he's he's like, my theory is that if I freeze this to liquid nitrogen levels, it'll be a superconductor. Which I'm like, okay, like I'm down for that test. That would be cool, Um, because that would totally prove. That there is enough of this stuff. If, if they, you know, if they just picked one spot, and especially the spot where a lot of the weird shit tends to happen, most of the triangle there, then that could explain why there's all this weird electromagnetic shit happening throughout the property. Because you could then extrapolate, whoa, this this shit could be everywhere, right? Or maybe it's not everywhere, but it is under these hot spots that we've already done 15 other experiments to show that these are hot spots of weird activity. Right. So, right. Um, buh, 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 buh. also it was funny, but I'm like on the flip side of what I just said, they could have just fucking dug a hundred feet down in season one. Like Travis said from like, he was like, he's like, let's just fucking dig and dig deep down there and see what's underground. <laughs> it's like, well, now we're uh, dig the mighty hole, <laughs> uh, six pl- yeah, we're 13 episodes later and they finally did it. So, uh, and then, yeah, the rest of the episode is just fear mongering, right? It's, 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 uh, Thomas and Brandon wondering, Like, we basically saying, like, we dug bigger. Is it going to, like, fight back bigger next time, you know? Right. And Brandon's like, we don't know what lies in store
0: underneath Skinwalker Ranch. (laughs)
1: Um, And the next episode, yes, shocking revelations.
0: And it's just like... It's Travis just okay. like old Doc Brown, 1955, big helmet, right. electrical equipment, running around <laughs> using all kinds of twangs and, and language for different types of people we've never heard or fucking, appropriate. Yeah, the preview looks like they're building a B-movie sci-fi set. Like right. <laughs> <or
1: something. laughs> well,
0: sure, I bet you if, if we set this thing up here and in, in, uh, zipper watts and stuff and <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll, they'll Shazam on us. We <laughs> well, will summon his dark lord. <laughs> <Wolverine. laughs> Yeah, this My is gosh, all just a plot
1: for Taylor. That's pretty. That's pretty wild.
0: It's great, uh, a, a plot for him because he's yeah you know, watched and read ancient scripts, but needed technological advancement to summon a demon, and that's this is all Travis's big ploy to do it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's uh, I'm I'm, I'm interested. Like Quite the it's, payoff. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, it's like I'm sad that like I'm I'm interested to watch season three not so much for what they find anymore because i almost would rather just read about like i'd rather read a summary of each episode in in 10 minutes than watch the whole series but like but also i want to watch it to know if it is better like it, to, to know if they yeah, yeah, it just it, what want yeah. to right so um because again i can't i could not say enough good things about season one i found season one to be very entertaining and interesting the whole time i think we said like one or two spots was like kind of slow
0: once or twice, and like that was <laughs> the most part. So, um, because it's season three fully done. Um, I don't, I mean, yeah, it premiered a few months
1: ago, right? so okay. and I, I mean, I'm assuming it's also only eight episodes or so, but um, season three, three episode list this is good pod right here uh digging in over overview: seven episodes uh oh the the season finale is tomorrow
0: <laughs> well there we go uh,
1: and and spoiler alert it's not a spoiler but it's called full metal mesa
0: a <laughs> full metal mesa
1: i'll just read yeah <laughs> i'll just read the episode list episode one from may 3rd above and beyond explanation episode season two or season three episode two just called episode three <laughs> what <laughs> they didn't put any of the names on like google here oh and then season five they started the names again digging up the past season six, episode six where's this there where there's smoke and then full metal mesa is the uh the last one. well i'm assuming it's last it's just showing season three up to this point so anyway uh but yeah there's plenty to look at we'll have to check uh, uh ancient aliens too because i think there's a a chunk of stuff banked but i truly don't know like i had i had such a uh like i feel like we had a much richer conversation about mirage men that we did the other day for patreon like mm-hmm. like and i think i was thinking about today i was like you know like <laughs> i don't think it's that uh it, it doesn't it, the shitty documentaries that we do i think we have better conversations a lot of the time it, like again for patreon usually and i think it's because the entire thing is brand new to both of us. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Like, we're both just, like, diving into this completely unknown thing. I mean, not fucking, you know, Ernest that so We've seen those movies and stuff, too. But, like, the actual, you know, UFO, conspiracy, paranormal, whatever documentary shit or, or, or movie or, what, or show or whatever. It's just, I don't know. It's, I think just the spontaneity is, is uh, like, pre-refreshing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to these shows where it's like, I guess these reality shows, there's not a lot of character development. There's not a lot of like, it's, you know, it's, it's spreading, it's spreading one core idea out. Like, I feel like if you had the money that Brandon Fugel had, you could film the entire season of Skinwalker Ranch in like two or three weeks. Right. And just have an episode per day or each week is like two episodes worth of content. And it would probably be a much better show, but they're there over the whole fucking summer. And I don't know why, a lot of these experiments aren't that hard. So I don't know why it takes so long in
0: between them, you know? Right. Right.
1: I mean, right. ghost adventure. I mean, adventurous ghost is like, I think we have better conversations too, because it's, it's a new place every time. It's just
0: a whole new thing. Right. So yeah. so yeah, it's not just the same zone where, yeah, ancient aliens, it's basically the same content. This is just, they're in the same place trying to do different stuff. But,
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to think about that and, and talk about,
1: uh, what we want to do in the future, such because
0: um, both the shows are down, down, down anyway.
1: Like, I'm, you know, I'm sure they're both coming back for new seasons, but, uh, right. We'll definitely have to be, you know, thinking about what to do in the future. And I, and I honestly, I'd rather if, if it was just like watch something that's interesting, you know, even if it ends up not being interesting, but something that others are interested in that would be worthwhile, then at least it's a, it's a fresh conversation each time. So, mm-hmm. Right. right, um, Uh, are
0: you ready for the big Disney sale tomorrow? Are you going to try and get anything?
1: Oh, that's right the the last Innova ones uh,
0: produced. Yeah,
1: Innova's. I mean, I gotta get up work for anyway. Uh, get up for work anyway, so I guess I'll check. Yeah, because
0: it, it starts at eight, and I think that shit's gonna go pretty fast. But it's basically, right? you pay mountain, mountain time or Pacific time. Uh, it's nine Mountain, so I think it's eight okay. here. I think I would triple check that, but they sent an email. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I think I. I think probably to see if they have fd2s because i don't have any
0: more of those
1: and who knows if they're going to make them in the the new original slide so yeah
0: because they said yeah plastic you pick your mold and plastic type but you don't know weight print color all that right right so yeah Yeah,
1: um well that's crazy crazy that it's the last run of all that well not run but the last uh, chance to get it that's um yeah after that it'll just be ebay freaks yeah because uh, i'm sure there's people like i only like the animal printed right stuff.
0: or again yeah or, there's certain runs of it and all that fun stuff. so
1: a piece of history yes um i'm sure matt will be framing many of them and never throwing a single no no
0: in. he's just putting them in box letting them melt in the grudge yep.
1: <laughs> i just i paid a lot of money for those
0: it's uh <laughs> but uh anyway if you love the
1: show um cue the music, please, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I'm it ready. But yeah. yeah, if you like the show and you like us, head over to Patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens, uh where uh we have not gonna say our best, but even better content. <laughs>
0: <here>. <laughs> Different content. <laughs>
1: but no, I I think uh I really do think the Mirage Man episode that I posted a couple days ago up there uh was like one of our best like one of our most robust conversations and because it was about the meta concept of everything we talk about. Right. So, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, head over to Patreon.com slash Probing Ancient Aliens for five bucks a month or more. Get uh, Adventurous Ghost and Probing Deeper, which I just mentioned. Uh, head over to Black Hole Supply Company.com for ancient uh, Probing Ancient Aliens merch. <laughs> just, you know, get some of their Crix's jewelry. Yes. Yeah, there's a new run of that. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, uh Propagation Aliens merch disc golf list, disc golf apparel. Uh physical location still coming soon. But yes, um,
0: part of something
1: somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then yeah, follow us uh at Probing Aliens on Instagram, at Probing Aliens on Twitter, and then uh, at Puttfuckers, for Disc golf content galore. And also big shout out to corners uh, late dog Dudley, he was only four years old and passed away suddenly this weekend. Super sad, super nice dog. So, no. Uh, shout out to Josh and the family and to Debbie. So, uh, other than that, uh, see you Remind
0: next week.